Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Living Loud Outdoors with you on a Friday from the office. We're here about midday. We are uh, kind of taking the day off. Got our week done a little bit early yesterday. So spending some time in the office today trying to catch up. Have written a few things this morning that will come down the pipe uh, later as God opens the doors for that. Excited about one particular study that uh, came about this morning. Happened because of something somebody posted on social media. Imagine that. I've taken that and studied it out and uh, really want to teach this. I I believe it's something we'll teach at some point. But I want to share with you a message today because I'm going to pack myself up and I'm going to head over east and spend some time with Rhonda and her daddy as... uh, as we know, our, our struggles there are continuing. Uh, please continue to pray for Rhonda and, and her father uh, and, and, the, and our family as a whole. Uh, Rhonda's side especially, um, as it does appear that we're kind of in those last moments when her dad's going to be going home to glory. And yes, it's exciting, but it is a difficult place to be as well as a family. Loss is never, um, we're never ready for loss, no matter how we feel about it, or how we know it will benefit. Uh, Her dad has spent a great life. He's 92 years old. That man is tougher than an old leather boot. He was a farmer. He spent all of his life digging in the dirt, planting and harvesting. And man, just incredible stories that I've learned from him and heard from him over the years that I've been acquainted with them. Um, Love being around him. He will be missed greatly, I I assure you. But yet, at the same time, that 92-year-old body is struggling, and that 92-year-old mind is struggling. And we know that healing, true healing, will come when he crosses over into glory, when he takes his last breath here on this earth, his first breath in heaven, along with his father, many that have gone ahead of him. We were excited to know that he has given his life to Christ while he was in his right mind, and he is living according to that. So we know for a fact, and we're, we're blessed and can hold on to that treasure. But please continue to pray for our family. Uh, as we process through this, um, right now he is in a hospice house, um, and, and we're just walking every day out, each day as it comes. Amen. So with that, I want to I share with you, and this kind of, boy, that just kind of boils right into what I'm going to share. My buddy Wendell Rye, uh, Wendell Rye, and you've heard me say some of his stuff before. Wendell Rye's a preacher caught in a world championship turkey caller's body. Um, this guy writes some incredible messages, and, and he allows me to share them. Uh, but Wendell Rye, he is a world champion turkey caller. Um, he, he builds turkey calls. He's got a shop, and he sells calls and things of that nature. But he is an awesome guy, and, and just God pours into him. Uh, He has a deep mind. He reflects greatly of the things that God shows him. And then he puts them out in writing, which allows me to snag them and put them out on voice. (laughs) So so I'm going to share a message with you that he titled Containers. Walk down the aisle of a store and you will see them everywhere. Containers serve two purposes, to confine and to define. Things are placed in containers that would otherwise be difficult to confine. For example, English peas. Can you imagine English peas just on a rack (laughs) without a container? Or how about motor oil? That might be a little mess. Random, I know, but undeniably, without a container, they'll not stay put. Things are placed in containers in order to define what is inside. 
On many containers, you will find a description and a measurement of what is inside. Often a container is identified by its contents. We know that a soda can contains soda. We know that a shoebox contains shoes. Well, actually, if that shoebox is in my office, it probably contains yearly tax info. <laughs> That's kind of my favorite filing system is shoeboxes. So I buy a pair of tennis shoes to work in every year so that I can have the box for that year's tax information. Anyway, that's off the point. On each of these containers, we will find a measurement or size, along with a description of the contents. Ideally, this will help us select and use a product for its intended purpose. Can you imagine going into a store and there being no instructions on any labels? Maybe not even a picture of the contents? It would be just a guessing game. Even if the grocery store put them in the right aisles, like veggies, um, you know, Mexican, whatever it might be, you would still have to be a guess at what was in that container if it wasn't labeled. And so oftentimes we find things that are not labeled correctly, and it does cause us some challenges. With each of these containers, we actually find the measurement or the size along with the description of the contents. Ideally, this will help us select and use a product for its intended purpose. A container helps keep inside what does belong and keep out what does not belong. Now take a deep breath with me here. We're going we're gonna to jump into something. We, you and I, are often guilty of placing God in a container of our own making. Mm, I believe that'll preach. We, you and me, are often guilty of placing God in a container or a box of our own design, our own making. We define for ourselves the contents of and measurement of what's inside. Well, this is getting deep. We limit or assign the contents to specific tasks and purposes, not daring to use them off-label or on our own will. We all know that you don't use vinegar to sweeten tea. We also know that a quart of paint won't paint an entire house. But when we limit when we put God in our own box, when we put God in our own container, and then we define what he can and cannot do in a measurement, we are really fooling ourselves. If we limit him or if, or if we assign him to only specific tasks and purposes, and we don't use him to the full extent of who God is for us, we literally are limiting us. We're limiting our ability to become and to be who he's called and created us to be. We put God in a box to make him fit our narrative, and we miss the entire context of what's possible. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 12 through 14, and Wendell written this in the NIV, and I'm going to keep it that way. Verse 12 says, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand has marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on a scale and the hills in a balance? Verse 13 says, Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord or instruct the Lord as his counselor? And 14 says, Whom did the Lord consult in to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? <laughs> Do we have 
what it takes to label God, to, to put him in a container? What kind of a container can you use to contain the, the endless uh, enlightenments, the endless power, the, the endless spirit of God, the creator himself? Look around us. Take a, take a look outside today. Just what your little surroundings are within your perspective, within your vision. How would you box that? How would you contain that? And, and then think that our vision only sees a certain amount. We can't touch what's truly out there because it's out of our scope of vision. That's how God is. How do we put him in a box? How, how do we limit him or assign him to only certain tasks when, when he's unlimitable? He, he's, he's, there's no way to limit him. There, there's no way to, 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 to put any type of parameters around the creator of all things, including us. Let God out of whatever container, whatever box that you've put him in, and let him be God. It's what he wants in us. He wants to be our God. His desire is for us to be in a personal relationship on a level that doesn't limit him. We're limited in, in all things, but God is not. He can, and in Bible fact, Philippians 4.13 says that we can do all things through Christ who has strengthened me, who has given me strength. It's through his power that we're, we're capable of anything that he puts us to as a task. Think about that for a minute. Don't put God in a box. And if you have done so, break those walls down and trust him to do whatever it is necessary for and with you. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. I thank Wendell for allowing me to share his messages. I love these. Uh, I've got more. <laughs> he keeps writing. I keep preaching. And uh, that's what I tell him. But but think about these things. These are simple. This is a simple message. Just, just think about containers. The next time you walk into a grocery store or a hardware store or whatever it might be, think about the containment of any product that's out there. Are we putting God in a box in our life? Let him out. Let him be God. Let him do what he's called to do in our lives and what he's called us to do with no limits. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for allowing us the pleasure of speaking to you today. May God bless your day. May he bless your weekend. I pray that you find a house of worship to be in this, this weekend on Sunday. A, a truly God-fearing, Bible-preaching, fire-filled place of worship that God can speak to your heart and that you can give freely of what he's poured into you. Amen. We got to quit going to church to get, and we've got to go to give. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for praying for us. Please continue to do so. Support us if you can financially. All of our giving links are on our webpage, www.livinglightoutdoors.com, pinned right to the top of our Facebook page or even right here on the podcast link. You can support us financially, and we greatly would appreciate it. We know that God will use it, and we know that he will bless you for it. Amen. We love you. We'll talk to you again real soon.